stuff. Mr. Bershmicker resides in a tree with Mary Sue, a parrot who adores potpourri. the seeds welcome to a very special episode 162 of the good stuff kids podcast i'm your host mike mason and this is the show where we get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families and on today's show we have two very special returns the first is wendy morgan who's talking about a brand new song that she's recorded with her musical partner db called way is peace and this one is for a very good cause i'm not going to talk too much about it because i want you to listen to the interview and i want you to hear the clip of the song way is peace and encourage you to download it from cd baby because this goes to a very very worthwhile cause also returning today are Randy and Dave, who have a brand new album out called Snorkel. And if you know and love Randy and Dave, you're going to appreciate this one a lot because it is so funny, so clever, so great. I'm not going to talk too much because we got a lot of good stuff happening in this episode. I hope everyone had a great Halloween. We ate a lot of candy, you know, that's like what we did. But I brushed my teeth and our kids brushed their teeth because that's the important thing, right? Proper oral hygiene. Very important. Anyway, if you want to reach me, Mike at GoodStuffPod.com or find me on social media, the at symbol GoodStuffPod. Reach out. I want to hear from you. How's it going? Everything good? Great. I'm very happy to hear that. It's November. And I hope everyone is getting out to vote before this midterm election. A lot of momentum here in Houston, Texas for, uh, I don't think you'll be surprised to learn that uh, we are supporting Beto O'Rourke. You you make your choices, right? Everyone can choose whomever they want to vote for. And uh, I just would tell you mine because, you know, it's important to vote. It's really important. So get out there and do it. Okay. Okay. Enough of that. Enough. Here is Wendy Morgan from Wendy and DB talking about her brand new song. And then Randy and Dave talking about their brand new album, Snorkel. Talk to you at the end of the show. Good stuff. Just sing it now. It's with great uh, pleasure that I welcome back. I think I think we could safely say that we're friends now. My friend Wendy Morgan from yes. Wendy and DB coming back we, on the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you? We go way, way, way back. <laughs> we so do. So I'm, <laughs> I'm doing great. Everything's going really great for us. Well, what could be what could be better than focusing on peace and love? So you know, it's yeah. all it's all upbeat and all all uphill from there. Yeah, so you, sure. you you have a new single that's is the single out where we should say we're recording in mid September. It is. It's out, but we're working on a YouTube video. I haven't made a big splash on it yet because I've been waiting for the YouTube video to be ready. Mm-hmm. It's not a highly, you know, produced video because that would take a big budget. This is this has been a very a labor of love um project, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, um, with, it seems like there's a lot of components. There are a lot of components on this. And um, and it, it was a lot of fun to do. But, you know, it's funny because every year we're usually focusing on the whole album. And this year the focus on, was on the one song. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, 
it's a, it's been a lot of fun and it's been and and i mean some of the most touching parts was we had a we got a gospel choir to sing with us oh, wow. and uh we have a producer on this one gary fry who's very well known for for working with choirs so he was really the perfect person to do this with us and he he pulled in a gospel choir from the south side and and his his own choir that he was working with so we had two choirs whoa and yeah that's really fun <laughs> yeah so big deal so let's take it let's take it back and then we'll build from, yeah. from the beginning the song is called the way is peace and what was the what's the inspiration behind it what is it what does it mean to you? I know this is about peace and love and we started talking about peace and love at the very beginning, but yeah. specifically for this song. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I got inspired because last year, a friend of mine, Ricky Cage, who's a, a Grammy winning uh, new age artist and he's from India. Um, I'm in this Grammy circle and he started with a, some other people and I'm not sure who else is involved in this, but it's called the round glass awards. And that was in New York. And, and they are trying to bring awareness to conscious and consciousness, uh, you know, of material. And it's not children's music necessarily, but just, you know, uh, songs that are more consci conscientious and conscious, um, peace, love, and, and, um, things that for the environment, um, anything that's really going to help um, the world and the world we live in and, and people's uh, living situations or just bring awareness. And uh, I was inspired by that. And I thought, you know, I can do this. And, and it's funny because I'm thinking about doing a songwriting class. I've actually been, it hasn't run yet, but it's going to be running this fall. And I'm going, it's such an interesting thing to teach people how to, to, write a song when songs come to me. And I think most, many creative people will say this. It's like, where did it come from? How can I explain that to somebody? How can I teach that? Because sometimes it just, you know, it just, yeah. it just comes. And, and this song came to me that way. I mean, I was inspired by, I'm touched by a lot of things. I watch the news and it's like, I'm, I'm an artist and I'm very sensitive to the things I see on television. And I think it's an important timing um, in our in our history of of events going on in this world um, that you know that we do focus on that especially for the children but this is not a children's song per se mm -hmm. it's in the gospel and pop category ah cool but we had so many young people involved so I can go on to talk about that, but did I answer your question? Yeah, definitely. And, okay. and I think it was going to, you were, you were leading right into, uh, right into the next piece that I was going to ask you about. Um, so you worked with two organizations on this. Um, you know, one is called a better life for kids. And I believe the other one is, uh, is it Easter seals? Is that the yes. other? Yeah. Okay. So and, right. Oh, we, go we, ahead. We're working with both. Yep. We're working with both. Uh -huh. And so what's the, what's the, how are these organizations connected to the song and connected to this effort for you? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to pull this all together as yeah. best I can. Cause we've also, <laughs> we've also, so our, our, our producer is fabulous and he did this. He, he really did this as a labor of love as well. Um, and I said, I'm going to give all the proceeds away to an organization, to an organization. I wanted him to choose it, but he didn't. So I chose a group called Cure Violence. They're out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Many people might know they had a, they had a, um, they had a, it's on YouTube. It's called the interrupters. They actually try to change patterns, okay. which is 
fascinating. Patterns in violence, but there's patterns in everything. So they have people go into the community. Anyway, to backtrack, they're also an organization that we're working with and the HHW Choir. So we have Easter Seals, A Better Life for Kids, the HH Choir, HHW Choir, and Cure Violence. We have four organizations that we're working with on this one. Um, Easter Seals, we were doing, we've been doing a lot of shows here in Chicago in underserved neighborhoods. And it's I, from the very first show that DB and I did, both of us like left the show with goosebumps going, this is where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was so touching to see the kids and how much they appreciate the music when they get it. I mean, it's like no other audience you could ever imagine having. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they eat it up. Um, so Easter Seals started uh, working with us. And we've, this year, actually this fall, we've had 18. We've been in 18 centers in the last month and a half. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, but we shot this right just south of Chicago. So they will be in the video. And the kids there were delightful. It was, it's the most uh, kind of, I was trying to look for the center that was the most eclectic because in Chinatown, it, it, there's, you know, you can still see the segregation in this country. You go into Chinatown and, it, you know, all the kids are Chinese and it's or you go, you know, on the south side and many of those most of the kids are African-American or you go on the west side and most of the kids are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. But west of Chicago, the center that we shot was was really uh, very, very uh, diverse. And so we're in that center shooting and the kids are little. And what I like to say, even though this song is not necessarily a children's song, I yeah. reinterpret it as a children's song. Uh-huh. And so I, I, and I literally did this the night before was I came up with, the, it should be signed. So I figured out the sign language, you know, and, and I signed it and the kids followed me like they had been doing it, you know, all their, their whole life. Wow. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Then we got, we're going to go back to the organization. I'm going to answer your question. A Better Life for Kids. They have deaf. This is how I'm tying. They're in Africa, by the way. Right. Um, I'm tying that organization into this is they have they have um, deaf. They work with disabled and deaf, mostly deaf children. And they signed it for us. So we have them signing the, the chorus and parts of the song in the video. So that's wow. how they've gotten tied in. Yep. Yeah. And then, oh, let's see what else. And then Cure Violence, we're, we're giving them the money. And um, and the last organization is the HHW Choir, which I've just, we have a choir version that's also on, on iTunes and, and on CD Baby. I think it might just be on CD Baby uh-huh. that um, that has all the kids, just the youth choir singing it. But there's one really touching part that, you know, that I'll mention is when the, when the choir came in, you know, they said the choir directors were like, you know, the timing of this was amazing. Now these are, you know, eight, you know, 16 through 20 year old kids, maybe Uh some of them graduated, maybe they're more like 14 to, to, to 18. And one of them was having some struggles, you know, with depression and another one, you know, I think they was homeless and you just go, this is, this is amazing. And he was like, the choir director, Daniel Henry was like, the timing of this song was amazing. Yeah. So you never know who you're going to touch and when you're going to touch. That's why you have to kind of just get it out there. Right. I, I mean, I, yeah. and it's, 
it all leads to this idea. Um, you know, this is a quote from you, so you'll recognize it. But the idea of spreading the message of peace is, yeah. and love is extremely important. And then the part that I'm interested in is especially getting kids to talk and sing about it. So I get the singing part, right? Like they're singing this new song. Yeah. But what's what's the like the conversation like with kids around this subject matter? Did I tell you that? Did I tell you or did you just kind of mentally telepathy that one? Because I, uh, full yeah. disclosure, full disclosure. I'm reading what the happened? press release, but it's oh, great. Okay. It's great. So, All right. OK. So. All right. Good. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Did, did I tell him that? Because my thought was I want kids talking about it. So I had I don't know how exactly this is going to play out into the YouTube video because I'm still not completely done with it. But I'm thinking that we'll just have it as after because it's it's kids talking about what peace and love means to them. And the little ones, it's really hard to get them to talk. Now I know what they say when the Hollywood producers have a really hard time working with kids. Yeah. <laughs> I did bring props. You know, uh -huh. they work well for their video. I did bring some props. And, you know, I, um, it's with the littler ones, it's harder. With the older ones, they can articulate it, you know. But, you know, just some of the silly things they said. There was one, I remember one little girl saying something about her brother and being not so nice to her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's how that relates to her. She's like, well, it'd be nice if my brother was nicer to me, you know? So yeah. we might be able to steal that one at the end, but it is mostly, you know, it's going to have to be in the outro of the, of the YouTube video Got that it. we get the talking in there. Yeah. Well, I think that's great to give kids and, and even younger kids. And I, I know from my home life that it's often hard to get kids to talk, but when they do, they often say oh. things that will just sort of blow your mind a little bit. Blow you away. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so when can, uh, so the single is out now, but the YouTube video is coming out soon. -ish. Yeah. What, what, do you uh, yeah. have a rough idea when? I'd say probably no later than mid-October, okay. but I'm, you know, I'm relying, I'm not editing it myself and, and I'm relying on, you know, I'm trying to pull those pieces together. It's, it, yes. you know, it's, yeah, it's right. a lot of work. So, so it's a lot of pieces. Right. It's tell. a lot of pieces. Yeah. And one thing that you're doing, and, and you mentioned this already, but I just want to uh, reiterate and, and hammer the point home is that this, the sales of this single are going to benefit this cure violence global in the Chicago area, and I think that yes. the the one of Wendy and DB do a lot of amazing things, but the fact that you give back so much of what you what you accrue in terms of of sales is uh, and giving it back to those who can really use the help, I think, is a major amazing thing that you all do. So, thank um, you. It was great catching up with you again, and I will say awesome that when, when the when the YouTube video is ready, we'll put it up on the website, and people can check it out. And if I said too much, you know, <laughs> just hopefully, it, I didn't. You know, I, I was just trying. There's some things that I want to convey, and there's, this is this project was so overwhelming that yeah. hopefully, hopefully, everybody's able to understand. No, I, you I know, think all it, the pieces. Yeah, I think it was uh, really great, and I think you. Thank you. you summed it all up well. You feel? Is there anything that you want that I did not get to that you wanted to make sure was in this? I mean, I, I and like I will say, like typically I play a song, but yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna. I would like to play a clip, but not the full yeah. song, so that people okay. can then, if they want the full song, can go and buy it, and that way you're getting, you know, you're not giving it away for free, but you're actually doing what you what you really want to do, which is to raise money for Cure Violence Global. Is that, yeah, 
seem fair. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that that seems fair. And then I guess the other thing is, is if they want to find the choir version, that money, the, what I did was I created a download card for the choir so uh-huh. that they can, they're out there singing it. And you know, International Peace Day is September 21st. So the timing is amazing. They're out there singing this song live at concerts and um, I've, they now have a download card to sell so Great. that they can raise money for the, for their choir. Yeah, yep. You, you amaze me, Wendy. I am so impressed. That's so cool. Thank you, Mike. Really. I, I'm like, I, I, I hope that I inspire others to do, yeah, you know, you, the giving yeah. back thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love what you said about going to uh, the lower income schools and feeling like that's what, <sighs> that's what you're supposed to be doing. I had a similar experience and I have not had the chance to, to put it into action yet, but you are inspiring me again. And oh, thank you. I'm like, I feel so lucky. I really do. I think that we we've been very we've been very lucky. I mean, we if it's a gift to be put in those places. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate your talking to me today. And, and Wendy and DB pr- appreciate your support. And now the incredible Randy and Dave return to talk about their brand new record, Snorkel. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm glad we got this worked out. Everything is good. Um, nice to talk to you again. Yeah, good to talk to you. I'm not seeing you, though. Okay, let me uh, see what I can do about that. Uh, that should have done it. How do you? Th- how, how are we looking this morning? <laughs> well, so far, we're... We're not seeing you. Okay. You don't look so good. You don't, I don't look that I don't good. Look that good. <laughs> I do not look you're good. You're kind of pale. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, the the camera's on. Um, I don't see you guys either, but uh, here I am. I'm wearing a nice red shirt, which is a, a unique kind of. Uh... We'll take your word for it. Okay. Um, really, you can't see me. This is so weird. Yeah, um, I'm not sure why. I just used it the other day. Everything worked. Oh, there you are. Right. Oh, there, there oh, there are you. I know you guys. What did you do differently, Randy? <laughs> it's a long story. Okay. <laughs> I followed the instructions. I followed the instructions. So what's your, is your child seven years old now? My child is eight years old, almost nine. And then I have a six, almost seven-year-old daughter and a four, almost five-year-old daughter. I got them all. Tell me about the older boy. The I mean, the boy. How is he doing? He's doing great. He's uh, we're actually um, my wife is a summer camp director and we're at camp right now. Um, may not look like it, but we are at camp and he's it a, like a pine tree. It looks like a freaking light on a ceiling. Yeah, right. Exactly. So uh, we're actually at a college campus. Do you guys you, you guys know the Bay Area a little bit, right? As I recall, we're uh, we're in Vallejo, if that makes anything, if that means anything to anybody. So. Oh. So that's where we are for the summer. He's actually in the cabin. He's uh, he's loving life. No parents. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really really happy these days. We're really happy. He's into magic cards. You guys know about magic cards? No. Good. Let's keep it that way. It is atrocious. <laughs> Not is it, cool. is it uh, digitally related or is it, it is not it's not game? actually like the the one nice thing about it is it is not it's like you have like a deck of cards and you know it, it is uh not on the phone or the ipad or the computer well, that's, so that's, that's a good, good thing that's a good thing is yeah. he in relentless pursuit of more cards yes absolutely completely good. yeah i saw him this morning first thing he's he said yeah he's a real yeah. kid it's like baseball cards and those i would lean towards baseball cards but you know what are we what are you gonna do what are you gonna right. do um you guys are good the new record sounds awesome it sounds really oh, thank awesome 
I'm, uh, I'm excited. I was like just looking back. We talked in November 2017, so it hasn't even been a year. You guys are like two records in a year. It's pretty impressive. But we'll save we'll save that for the for the show. But everything's good. Like you guys are happy and doing well. Yeah, doing good. Good, cool. So this will be a little less of like the get to know you because um, we did that. And this will be a little more about the record. Probably won't be like a half hour conversation unless we get rolling, which I think we okay. potentially could do because that's how the three of us roll. Um, but we're kind uh, of open-ended here. So if that happens, we're fine. With it. All right, cool. Great. So, um, yeah, similar structure. You guys know it. We've done it before. Are you ready to do it? Sure, sure. All right. It is is a great pleasure to welcome back Randy and Dave to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you guys? Good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing great. For vocal distinguishing purposes, we should say we are looking at each other. Like, I can tell the difference visually. But for those of us listening, if you could just introduce yourselves so we know whose voice belongs to who, that would be great. Well, this voice belongs to Randy. And I am Dave Kinoy. Very well done. Very professional in every aspect. Um, so we we talked, just to set this up in the right way, we talked about 10 months ago in November, because you had a record out called Life on a Trampoline, and we sort of got the backstory from you guys. We could even say it was episode 101 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, and we got into it a lot in terms of music and in terms of what you guys have done in your past career, and I was thrilled to see that you have a new record coming out on July 27th. That's four days from now. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you. What is, tell us a little bit about this new record. You want to take it? Sure. Well, the first one, the first song on the first, on this record, is called Absolutely Nowhere to Go, which is uh, about a guy who, it could be a girl, but Randy's a man, so call him a guy. He's got no, absolutely nowhere to go by choice. He doesn't follow the marching drum. He, he gets joy where he finds it. All he was armed with is a smile and a big hello. And he bravely, you know, ventures out with absolutely nowhere to go. And it has an infectious beat. Now, I'm kind of a, I don't know, rigid is the right word. But, I mean, I can get down to business all day long and never really stray from the marching band but this song is the antithesis of that yeah it's like and when i listen to it uh you know i just feel like yeah i I could do this some of this every day just have nowhere to go it's nowhere to go and i think it's important for kids to not get so regimented that they have no time to figure out who they are or what's fun and on their own you know Mm-hmm. That's kind of that's what we were going for is that, you know, even though the rules uh, are important and a schedule and getting things done and, you know, doing your uh, your piano lessons and doing your homework and all that is really critical. Um, like everything else, you can go too far. You can get so scheduled up that you forget to just uh, basically smell the roses. Just take a walk. Just don't expect don't don't have a plan just kind of let the universe entertain you for a little while let your mind go you know that's that's really important we kind of do it on a couple or at least one other song in in this um and uh let me look at our list here which one i was thinking of 
uh, everybody's ignorant is kind of the same thinking. It's like um, uh, let it let yourself be aware of the fact that um, there is so much information out there in the world, in the universe, that uh, it's okay to realize that you don't really know everything. And even when you do learn to do something really well and you're proud of having done that, just before you get too egotistical about it, remember that really you don't know anything (laughs) (laughs) relative to the size of the universe. Sure, sure, absolutely. It's... it's a good it's a good point to make for everyone these days. I mean, we were we were just talking before we started uh, before we started rolling in quotes that uh, about my son and how he's into magic cards. And, you know, I roll, I roll my eyes at that because it's just like, what what is this? And then you pointed out rightfully like, well, he's not on the computer. He's not on the phone. He's not you know, it's I think it's related in terms of being attached digitally and it's and feeling like we can know everything in a second. And this is the opposite of that. And I think that that theme is similar between the songs that you're talking about in this particular situation. Right. And we, we do uh, have a tendency to kind of lock into the rules because there's safety in the rules, you know. But also there's you tend to ignore and miss a lot of things if you just don't allow that, that everything can be taken too far. And sometimes you just need to take a breath and look again at the bigger picture you know, kind of just get out of your own little world once in a while. And I think that's really healthy. And, and, uh, this album has several spots where that's encouraged. Yeah. Well, taking care of yourself is important. And I think that there's like a, a literal link to that idea and to the, well, the name of the record is snorkel, we should say, and also the song snorkel, which is sort of like, you know, it's a little less carefree, but the idea of just like, hey, yeah, I don't know everything that's going to happen, but I'll let you guys sort of lay the groundwork for that. Well, you know, that's also one of those kind of songs. It's like caution, being safe and being cautious and taking care of yourself and all that is really smart and really important, but you can go too far. There is, you know, you can definitely take it too far, and it's important to just step back and and our character has gone way too far. <laughs> it's concerns about safety. Yeah. And um, this is another example of maybe we need to, to give ourselves a little room for some, some questions and some whatever might come, might come. Yeah. Just so listeners will know, the child has heard that sometimes floods happen unexpectedly. Yep. Decides to wear a snorkel everywhere he goes, which is a little over the top. <laughs> a little bit. But he doesn't bit. stop there. He doesn't stop there. He he learns that meteors turn fiery red when they're falling to the earth, and he decides to wear a helmet. All the time. I don't know how much help that would be <laughs> here, but Plus he, he, wears, he wears it like the snorkel. He wears it everywhere he yeah. goes. Yeah, because it's silly. But that he doesn't still feel quite calm about you know going forward in his life, so he hears that you can get sucked up by a twister. So he wears an anchor around his ankle. <laughs> to give him more weight to fight that suck up. And, you know, it just at the end, he's got on oven mitts and bug spray, and he's, well, he's, he's encumbered. Yeah, he's, he's ready for anything. He can't move so well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a great example of, of what you all do um, musically and, and that from a songwriting perspective. We talked a lot about songwriting um, last time we spoke, but just like – the the humor that you guys find in the songwriting it, it makes it appealing on 
two levels, the, the kid level, right? Kids are going to get that. Like imagine someone in a snorkel and, and a bike helmet, you know, with a, you know, a oven mitts on and covered in bug spray with an anchor around his ankle. That's a visual. And, par- <laughs> and parents are like, parents are also totally understanding that. And then, then you have a song like um, Mr. Burschmicker. And yeah, yeah. and there's some lines in there that I was like, oh, these guys are the best. So <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about Mr. Burschmicker. Well, first of all, he lives in a tree with a parrot who loves potpourri, <laughs> which is kind of random. A little bit. Not the, eh, they a little play bit. golf on Mondays and aim for the weeds. Why would you aim for the weeds? It's just this kind of crazy family. Yeah. And they live in the, under the canopy of this uh, tree and – Stuff happens, you know, and we just make it up. We don't know Mr. Bushmicker. Uh-huh. We just made it up. He's not based in reality. Okay. We, have, we had fun with him. Take it, Randy. Well, yeah, and that, that's a good example of where nonsense was actually a, a major character in the writing of that song. We purposefully went, went silly. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the, his salamander friend, a.k.a. Sal, uh, he brings over walnuts to eat, and they all get full of walnuts, and then he marches around with a walnut shell on his head. I mean, it's just like, how silly, how goofy can we visualize the scenario? Yeah, but that's a great thing that I hadn't really thought about in terms of the music is like, it's so visual. It's totally visual. Yeah, and we tried to match the, the kind of goofiness of of our storyline with musical uh, accompaniment yeah. that complemented all that stuff. Yeah. But also to make it a little more fun for us, we added a, the element of a rhyme scheme that is challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the careful listener will, will see that and hear that. And so just to make it more fun for us, because we like to make puzzles, solve puzzles and yeah. make puzzles. And so there's some of that in there too. We just had fun from, from the beginning to the end and, you know, Mr. Burschmicker doesn't isn't a very good singer, so we had some off-tone singing on the choruses, and you know, we knew he was off-tone because you know we said it in the lyric, but it all sounds goofy enough, but still not horribly. Right. It's it's not a, it's not a, it doesn't turn the listener it hurt off. Your yeah, it doesn't hurt your ear exactly. You can still find the melody in there. Somewhere. Yeah. 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 Um, so. So what, but before we get to like, you know, a couple more of the songs, what sort of, uh, you know, it's a pretty quick turnaround between Life on a Trampoline and this record Snorkel. Like, did you guys just feel like you, you had hit some kind of like creative, you know, comfort spot or or happy spot? We never have to hurry up to write songs. I mean, they just come out of us like an open faucet. You know, we could do three albums in a year if we wanted there's no, there's no strain. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not to say that it's not work. We're industrious people, you know. But we just have so much fun hanging out together every Tuesday. Well, let's let's not imply that it that it just comes to us because every song, we work really hard on every every song. Yes. And a lot of times it's several sessions before we we crack the code. And but what we do uh, do constantly is that we set a time to be, get together every Tuesday, even when we're producing uh, the last record. During the production of that record, we still have a write day. Uh-huh. So we write, we continue to write through the makings of the record. So, for example, just finishing Snorkel now, 
we have 10 songs for album number four already. Wow. Because we never stopped writing songs for the next project. And Mike, you have to remember that I come from a background of writing on assignment. Right. So writing for the Muppets or Disney or DreamWorks or Sesame Workshop, I mean, we crank, you know, songs out every week. So I, I have, and Randy, I mean, so I have that in me. Yeah. Now that, you know, it's not to say it's not hard to do. It's just, I'm not, I'm used to it. Right. right. It doesn't seem like a big deal. Sometimes we look back and go, we did all that, you know. Yeah. Thing. That's a, that's a, a unique and cool position to be in. Yeah. I love, I love the, the analogy of like the faucet that turns on and like to have a creative partner where you can like, it seems like you're really supportive of each other and there's no idea that's like too outlandish or silly, you know, like the song uh -huh. squirrels, right? Like, or, or whatever, you know, the snorkel, it's just like, you take the idea, you support each other. And I think this is like a bigger lesson for people who work in a team. Yeah. You take the idea, you support each other, you see what happens, you push it out. And I'm sure there are some songs that, that don't make it. You know, I'm sure, right? Sometimes I'll come home on Tuesday evening and my wife will say, how things go? I said, great. She said, oh, so you got some stuff written. I said, no. <laughs> we ruled out a lot of stuff. Uh huh. We ruled out a lot of stuff. She, because that's just, it's, for me, it's just as great. Because we're working. Yeah. I love to work. Yeah. With Randy Sharp. Yeah. It's great. It's great. The so, process of, of weeding out, you know, getting through the weeds before you get to the clearing, um, that's that's the part of every time we get together that's in there. And also, they're, the real key, I think, for great co-writing is that there is nothing too stupid to throw out. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. a lot of time, a lot of our best songs were not the original idea, but that idea provoked, first of all, it provoked some teasing from the other partner because <laughs> it was so dumb. But what, what followed that usually was, well, that was stupid, but how about if we, instead of using that approach to that word, which I like the word, but I don't like what the story was doing, let's come at it backwards. Let's, let's figure out a surprise way of using that word or a snorkel is a, is a really good yeah. example. This came out of a conversation about how some words just sound funny. Yeah. You know, even if you were, you didn't understand English at all. If you heard the word snorkel, I think that would provoke a, a grin on some, on people that don't know English. Right. So, and that came out of, uh, uh us knowing, um, my brother, my late brother, Steve Sharp, who was a friend of Dave's and, you know, my wonderful brother, who was always great with children. And he loved to work with children and entertain kids. And one of his his uh, strong points was his use of silly sounding sounds and words. He would incorporate that in his little show that he would do for little kids. And inevitably, he would use the word snorkel because he thought that just sounded so funny. Yeah. So I was telling Dave about that in conjunction with us discussing the idea that some words are just funny. Um, and out of that came, okay, well, let's try to do something with snorkel. Well, then we thought, well, is there, is there humor in the meaning of the word, not just the sound of the word? Can we get a song out of the actual meaning of it? And then that started a conversation. So now we're miles away from the original conversation, which <laughs> some songs sound, or some words are just funny. Right. We're actually writing a song about the meaning of a single funny word that we picked out of the pile. Yeah. 
that led to that entire song of a kid who just doesn't realize that he's gone way too far. Way, way too far. Right. To be safe. Yeah. And I think another of the best parts, like the teamwork aspect, the the lyrical working together aspect, but there's also like this this production value. There's this musicality aspect that you know. There's a lot going on. You know, listening to it with headphones this morning, I was like, wow, this sounds like a lot better than you know some of the like highly produced or what I would assume would be highly produced, you know, records in, in whatever it is, right. Kids music or adult music or family music. And so I, I guess my question is, and that's the case also on your previous records too. Did you all do anything different in terms of getting this album together from a production standpoint or from a musicality standpoint or anything like that? Well, we, we have a routine basically that we're holding to. And in a lot of respects, Dave and I don't really think of them so much as, uh, I'm speaking for myself here, but I think you agree, as individual complete projects, each CD. We are writing songs, and the CD releases are a way of presenting those collections to to listeners. Um, And basically, the the magic number is 12. So when we have 12 new songs that we're both proud of, it's time to get those in a format that goes to the world. Um, But as far as our process and how much pondering we do about style and sounds, um, it's been pretty consistent from the beginning. And the only rule is what is the song telling you it wants? And if it's a really silly song, and one of the things that attracted me to, to working with Dave and working on children's music is the unlimited um, supply of sounds that you can use, unlike pop music and country music and other forms that we've written in. Um, in, in children's music, you can use sound effects, you can use uh, animal noises, you can use hurdy-gurdies, you can use tubas. It doesn't matter. Stuff that you'd never put on a pop record. Right. <laughs> but because you have this Oh no! Did I lose you? Oh no! Use the song feels like you can use uh, sound effects of bugs being crunched if that's what the song wants. Yeah. Um, and that's been our theory from the beginning, and that's why these records I think sound different than um, most other things you can compare them to. I don't recall ever spending one second wondering what the marketplace wants. Right. You know we. We write these songs. We like them. You know, we think they honor children. We have fun doing it. Yeah, I think the most wonderful thing a songwriter can do for a kid is surprise the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we like it that we we have some surprises in there. I think that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, I think the the and every song is a little bit surprising and and like you don't really and and I this. I don't know how this will sound, but it is meant in the like the most positive uh, and like thank you kind of way. Like there's gratitude to this. Like you got to listen to it. You got to listen to the lyrics. You can't you can't check out because something funny is going to happen and something great is going to happen. There's going to be some great twist. And that comes through not just for the kids that listen to it. Right. Like speaking from my own experience with my kids, like they love what's what's going to happen next. But for me, too, I'm like there was a line, I think, in 
and Mr. Bishmerker, if I said that right, if I said that right, Bishmerker, something about like pickled vanilla ice cream. And I was like, that's the best. That's the best thing I've ever, I don't want to eat it, but that is the best thing that I've heard. It like got a real, a real life, legitimate adult chuckle out of me. So there's like these layers that you guys are so, so good at. Um, and that's, that's really incredible. So I, I guess like the, the question I have now is like, so you mentioned that you have 10 songs, you know, in quotes in the can or whatever it is. Um, but like what, so what can we expect from, from Randy and Dave, you know, so the snorkel album comes out in late July and what's, what, what can we look forward to? Well, one thing that we have done, one of the reasons that, that we work at this as if it's all one big project is that our primary rule is don't repeat yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're expecting what you've already heard, you're probably disappointed. But if you're allowing that every record kind of ventures into new areas and new angles on old themes and surprise angles, we're real proud of the fact that we approach things differently than you think we're going to. And yet it's still a reasonable and uh, kind of a fun way of looking at things, the way to ponder things. And you can expect more of that as far as our attempts to, to surprise and, uh, and in some ways educate. I mean, we're not being pushy about that because I know everyone bristles when they think somebody's trying to <laughs> be the smarty pants. But, uh-huh. um, we have also in purposefully included words that we know are a little, maybe a little above the vocabulary, a lot of our listeners. And that really harkens back to as a child, uh, I grew up watching, you know, Twilight Zone and a lot of those shows from the uh, the 50s and the 60s that I have since read interviews with Rod Serling and people like that that said they purposefully used language that they knew would subtly bring up the vocabulary of their listeners. They wow. weren't trying, they weren't trying to be snooty. They just they were purposefully pushing, just nudging the vocabulary up a little bit. Um, just to help, it's easier to tell the story with, with a bigger vocabulary, for one thing, from our side. But it's also an, a, a bit of an enlightenment as to how to perceive the world. So we don't hesitate if a word comes by. And um, actually, Dave, maybe you can think of one of them that we slipped in there that we pondered. Is this too big for, you know, for this audience? Is this a little too uh, too many syllables? But we left it in because... It um, it seemed like the right thing to do, and it was definitely the right word to use. And I think kids, we're hoping that when we bring up concepts or or new words, we're hoping that sends kids to the to the dictionary or to a, an adult to find out. You know, if they're really entangled in that storyline, like I still get with books, then I will. I do a lot of reading, and I'll hit a word that I'm not real sure what that is. Uh, if the story is good enough, I'll go look that word up because I I don't want to be interrupted. I'm, I'm I want to find out what happens next and I want to understand it. Yeah. So we're trying to pass that on a tiny bit. It's subtle, but it's in the work if you go through and listen. It's great. Well, so the new record is Snorkel. Uh, it's available where? What's the best place to get it? Is it CD Baby? Something like that. Uh, well, all of them will have it. Uh, iTunes and Amazon, CD Baby. It's just whatever you're comfortable ordering. Great. Yeah. So, and how can we find you? Website, etc. 
Uh, songwizard.com forward slash Randy and Dave. Okay. Well, guys, the as I said, the record sounds great. It is great. It, it lives up to the legacy that Randy and Dave have established. Uh, great for parents. Great for kids. Great for everybody. Uh, thank you for the tremendous work that you do. And hey, let's, you know, third time. When record number four comes out, we're going to get right back into it. Sound good? Okay. All right. Great. All thanks, right. Mike. Okay, guys. Take care. Um, thanks again. That was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. fun. Every, Thank you. Every time I talk to you, I learn something, and I just like file it away for future reference. Just, <laughs> and today was the idea of like take you know, there's not, no there's no wrong answers when you're working with a team, and you just got to support each other. And it doesn't always work yes. out, but you gotta like you gotta support each other and try to see it through. Um, well, thanks, guys. Okay. Always sure. a pleasure. We'll talk soon. I'll let you. I'll let you know when this goes up. Okay. Thanks. Thank bye. You. All right. Take care, guys. There it is, a very special double whammy, episode number 162 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. Hope you'll check out Randy and Dave's new album, Snorkel, and I hope you'll support Wendy and DB and and buy their signal. Signal. Single. They're single. And maybe they have a signal that they're looking to sell, but... But single is probably better. No, no editing here at the Good Stuff Kids podcast. One take. That's not always true. But for this one, it's one take. And now, here, for your listening pleasure, here is Randy and Dave's brand new song, Mr. Burschmicker. Talk to you soon. Mr. Burschmicker resides in a tree With Mary Sue, a parrot who adores potpourri the seeds Mr. Burschmicker and Sue have a pal Alexander Salamander aka Sal He shows up with walnuts and when everyone's fed he marches around with a shell on his head Spreads her wings and then she sings off key Perched on the wrist of tone-deaf Mr. B To Sal's alarm be at some harmony If you can call it that That might get underfoot Hang out and jam with this fun family The crazy clan up in the canopy Just grab a limb and join the symphony If you can call it
Stuff. 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 Stuff.